Session 37 of the Law of One, we have a special session today because we have mostly a dialogue between Don and Ra, and there's a little bit more about higher self. So let's begin. So, like I said, this session is going to be mostly a dialogue between Don and Ra about the material that they had channeled already that they wanted to publish in the first book at this point, and there was a response from the publisher, which we're going to get into. And just, this is a good time to peek through the window of the LNL research and see how excited they were about the information they were channeling. Uh, Don had expressed already at this point that the, he felt that this was the work of his life, and for sure it was. Uh, and it shows the efforts that Don was already making only a couple of months into the, uh, the, the, the raw material channeling, that he wanted to make it available to everybody. And we're going to get into all of that stuff because they, they, got, in, uh, it, they got in very deep in, into what Don wanted and the whole conversation. So uh, I think these are the, the small moments in the raw material where you can see the commitment that they had and you know the passion to disseminate this content, which is, uh, I mean, it, it's been life-changing for me and for a lot of people. So uh, I, I don't know, I just like to appreciate those moments. And um, there's, there's a couple of things I, before we get into. There's some higher self questions at the end. We have created some background already in the past two videos about the higher self in terms of Ra. So the last two questions are going to be really easy, you know, for us to uh, to to answer and just get into them. But before we get into the questions themselves, uh, I had the opportunity to uh, contact uh, the people in analytical research. So I wanted to ask them, you know, how many uh, how many books they have sold. As you're going to see in in this session, their whole thing was that they wanted to create, you know, this material available for everybody, and they had some issues, which again is part of the question. So we'll get to that. Uh, but it shows already that that they wanted to put that out there for all the people that were going to benefit. And when Don died, and this is why I kind of want to make this mention, is that uh, when Don died, I mean they. I, they couldn't see any, you know, fruits from from their efforts at that point. And now, 40 years later, we can see, you know, how much it has it has gotten attention. Now, I'm not gonna lie to you. The law, the law of one in general, and the raw material especially, I'm really surprised, you know, that uh, there has been such an interest in spirituality and metaphysics and all this uh, unknown philosophy in general and somehow the raw material continues to be a kind of obscure work that that is not it's not popular um i mean it, it's it's a great accomplishment that uh gary bean told me on, on an email exchange that they had already sold over a hundred thousand copies and you know while that that doesn't mean too much uh, in the grand scheme of things it is a lot, you know, for what Ra, I mean, Don initially expected. And I think that's, you know, that that's a great tribute, you know, for, for all the work that these guys have done to maintain uh, in a pristine way everything that they have channeled, and especially the Law of One, the raw material. So uh, with that in mind, they also have had, you know, some um, some forums where they had, uh, they had some numbers, hundreds of thousands of, uh, of posts and... Uh, I believe 11,000 or something members. So it's still a small community. You know, I, I don't want this numbers to sound like, you know, wow, you know, it's a lot. But it, it just shows that this material is still very hidden for some reason. And the sheer value that I find as somebody who is seeking, and I could say that maybe me, because I haven't been uh, spiritual or into metaphysics my whole life, and I just got into this, but... And, you know, it really resonates with me. So maybe, you know, I'm missing uh, other work that is it's phenomenal. 
But to know that other people who have been around this for a long time, and I mean around metaphysics and spirituality and all of this, when they get into the raw material, they feel like this is, you know, their PhD, that this is like, wow, you know, everything, it's put into context here, everything, like even history and so on. So for this to be a, a material that is still kind of obscure and not popular, you can even see it in YouTube. It's only a couple of people have had, you know, exposure or have broad exposure to this material. Uh, Scott Mandelker, Brian Scott, Aaron Apke are the biggest ones. You know, I'm doing my small contribution here, but you can see that in general, there's not much talking about the law of one. So to me, it's just shocking. Maybe because I am so in love and so passionate about this that, you know, it just looks kind of weird from this side. You know, it's like when you, when you have moksha or nirvana and you have this boom, this great awakening and expansion of consciousness, then you go back to the city or work and you're like, it's such a pity that people don't see this. You know, it's not like you don't, uh, you don't see them, uh, you don't denigrate them, them, but it's just like, it's a pity, you know, that people are not, not more people are looking into this, especially now with the, you know, with the new, the new age spirituality, <laughs> you know, like there's, um, in any case, you know, I just wish more people were interested in this. And I guess that's, you know, my, my hope of for this videos in any case so i have also a couple of statistics that i wanted to share because the law of one.info and which you can find always in the description of my videos um that's the one that has the raw material in its in perfect form to me you know uh, toby toby willock was the one that created the re-listen version and the raw contact which is i mean he sat and listened to every cassette every audio uh, piece by piece and transcribed everything and it was just a phenomenal work so in any case he has statistics in his page and I wanted to share that with you so you can see uh, the first one you can see it's only a couple of the stats so you can see the um, you know the line you can see the growth over time and uh, in the years for the past 13 years or so and uh, there is a slight decline in 2019 only because they activated a new code for uh, anti-bots. So that's the little decline that you see there, which actually makes it more, uh, more reliable in terms of how, how much human traffic they have. That sounds weird, human trafficking. <laughs> human uh, visitors, not bots. So uh, with that in mind, you know, you can see now the other stats where they have, uh, you can see more of the hits and so on. And, you know, it, you can see why I kind of like just made it into into the first one to show you the, the, big, the big incline or increase of the first two uh, statistics and then these other two, where you can see also a huge increase, but it kind of shows flat the other two. So I wanted to make this three. So, what does this mean? You know, I mean, it's it's picking up. It's uh, a lot of interest into the law of one has been growing. I can see it also in my Spanish channel because uh, there was nobody talking about the, the the law of one in Spanish, and that was my initial uh, intention to create something in Spanish because nobody on YouTube had actually talked about the law of one aside from maybe uploading some uh, recorded versions of the the books, ebooks, and so on, but nobody talking about it. And after that, I met a couple of people who also started around the same time that I did. So it's almost like it's in the collective consciousness that, you know, we all picked up so about three of us that have been talking about the law of one. And I've mentioned one of them already, uh, who is phenomenal. She has great insights into all of this. And in any case, you know, there, there's a lot of interest picking up. And uh, now that I care too much for this to pick up interest, it's just something that is there. and. I just love to see more people be interested in this. I, I'm not really concerned with this material being uh, disseminated, to be honest. I, what I do, I do it because I'm passionate about it. I don't promote the channel. I don't, you know, really care. You know, this, we just reached a thousand subscribers, which is awesome. You know, so I have more feedback from you guys and I have more knowledge coming my way. In any case, I'm doing this a very long introduction into talking about the law of one. Uh, forgive me about that. And um, yeah, we can get into the first couple of questions, but I just wanted to establish that, you know, this, because this, this session is it's talking about the law of one material. 
and I had to give my impression. So in any case, um, let's get into it. And we'll start with first question that I need to make a transition. Yes. All right. Transition. There we go. <laughs> All right. So the first question that Don had is, is raw material, is raw familiar, <laughs> is raw familiar with the results of our efforts today to publish the first book that we did? Ra says, this is correct. Um, then Don says, let's keep reading. I don't know if you can comment on the difficulty we will have in making the law of one available to those who would require it and want it. It is not something that is easy to disseminate to those who want it at this time. I'm sure that there are many, especially the wanderers, who want this information, but we will have to do something else in order to get it to into their hands in the way of added material, I am afraid. Is it possible for you to comment on this? Ra says, it is possible. Don says, will you comment on it? And I want to say that it is my fantasy that you guys ask me a question in the comments in this video, and I will answer just like Ra. It is possible. Can you comment? Yes, we will. <laughs> and in fact, you know, um, Don says, will you comment? And they say, it's funny because the first line they say, it's like, we shall. So I thought they were going to say, uh, we shall, and then wait for another question from Don. <laughs> you know why this happened. Ra always wanted a specific question. We've talked about this. I just think it's funny. Anyhow, Ra says, firstly, the choosing of this group to do some work to serve others was of an intensive nature. Each present sacrificed much for no tangible result. Each may search its heart for the type of sacrifice, knowing that the material sacrifices are the least. The intensive commitment to blending into a harmonious group at the apex of sacrifice. Under these conditions, we found your vibration. We observe your vibration. It will not be seen often. We do not wish to puff up the pride, but we shall not chaffer with the circumstances necessary for our particular contact. Thus, you have received, and we willingly undertake, the honored duty of continuing to offer transmissions of concepts which are, to the best of our abilities, precise in nature and grounded in, the, in an attempt to unify many of those things that concern you. One of the things that we'll see in the next couple of questions is that um, the type of information that was given is something that baffled you know, the publisher. And so Ra is saying at the beginning that I think it's pretty self-explanatory, but I just wanted to comment and you know tag along with what Ra was saying that um, everybody in the group sacrificed something. And they mentioned in book five or in the beginning of this session in the law of one.info, if you read it, uh, Carla mentions what she believes were their sacrifices, you know, um, and you know, the, each had their sacrifice and that, that created the condition of harmony for Ra to contact them. So they're establishing that first as, you know, this is um, this is the reason that, you know, we we do this, you know, and they say under these conditions, they found you or, you know, they found them. Uh, they observe them and it's, it's interesting for the people that ask me sometimes, do you think we can channel Ra again? My first answer is, I don't think it's necessary. I don't see why. Um, I think we have quite enough information at this point. I mean, for the curious, sure, I'm not saying we shouldn't. Um, I just don't think, you know, it's necessary. Uh, but also they say it will not be seen often. This group that they had was very particular and it was very hard, you know, for, for them to find somebody like them. So again, they say, you know, we don't, uh, we don't want to puff of the pride, you know, but, you know, we we want to say this, you know, you have received and willingly undertaken, you know, this whole thing. So they're saying they're preparing their answers for what they're going to say when they say to, uh, you know, to their best of their abilities, they're very precise in nature and grounded in the attempts to unify many of those things that concern you, like just the questions that you have, you know, we want to answer in the more, the most specific way possible all those uh, concerns that you have, and that's why they talk the way they do. So they continue. They say, secondly, the use you make of these transmissions is completely at your discretion. 
We suggest the flowing of the natural intuitive senses and a minimum of the distortion towards concern. We are content, as we have said, to be able to aid in the evolution of one of your peoples. Whatever efforts you make cannot disappoint us, for that number already exceeds one. This is huge. There is a lot of implications into this because think about it. This is a very practical point for us. You know, we're always thinking about, you know, am I doing enough, you know, for, for the planet? Am I doing enough for myself? Am I doing enough for the family and so on? Uh, what can I do? And uh, especially when it's about reaching people, see, like I mentioned already, you know, how unconcerned I am, you know, with the subscribers, you know, it's always awesome that you guys are here, you know, and you want to stay and you stay with the content. But to me, it's not like, you know, I want to attract people to try to sell them this content or preach about this. Uh, to me, it's just, you know, I'm just expressing myself. It's very therapeutic. And hey, you know, if it helps anybody who is studying this to get a different perspective and they can create their own opinions to and their own model like I said philosophical model on this then great but see how they say we are content you know um, because they're saying that you know um, the use you make of these transmissions completely at your discretion Rod didn't even intend to create a, a, a book or something they were just happy to talk to them and say wow you guys are listening to us this is awesome because they to me you can also see it poetically as they were injecting uh, consciousness into the planet so once one person assimilates this content it's already seated in the collective consciousness and it's just gonna await that time for growth so I like to think that also you know anybody any of the ascended masters all the the elder race that has been here and they died already or they ascended or whatever their consciousness is still with us and we access that that's why it's uh, to me there's there's a lot of accessible information for us through meditation. In any case, that's uh, that's just a way to see it. So they say you know we suggest the flowing of the natural intuitive senses. Basically you know do what you want to do. You know what you feel is right, um, and uh, a minimum of distortion towards concern. Meaning you know don't worry about you know what's going to happen. Just do what you what you think is right. And see you know Don wanted to create this. He started it. And I mean, they started it, but he started this this uh, this desire, to, you know, to communicate it to all people, and that's fine. You know, he put the seed, and now it's just growing over, you know, the whole planet. We are content, they say. We're not concerned, basically, as we have said. You know, to be able to help, basically, one of your peoples is enough. You know, you cannot disappoint with whatever else you want to do because that number already exceeds one. And it does exceed one because the three of them were nourishing themselves from this. So that means that there's even more spreading because each one of them had their own. And Jim McCarthy's still alive. Not that, you know, Carla and Don didn't, you know, after their death, they they still, you know, distill all this information back into the collective consciousness, as I see it poetically. So um, I think there's a lot to take out of here, practically, like I said, because... We are concerned sometimes with how many people we're going to reach with our, you know, message or whatever. And the whole point is just to express yourself, you know, and be who you are. Uh, and, you know, if one person, that's why I always say, you know, I, I, actually, I repeat what Ross said, you know, if one person is illuminated, I think they said, are not all illuminated. So I, uh, I just love that part. Anyhow, we have next question where Don says... I have been very hesitant to ask certain questions for fear that they would be regarded, as I regard them, as questions of unimportance or too great a specificity and thereby reduce our contact with you. In order to disseminate some of the information that I consider to be of extreme importance, that is, the non-transient type of information, information have to do with the evolution of mind, body and spirit. It seems almost necessary in our society to include information that is of little value, simply because that's how our, our society works and how the system of distribution appraises that which is offered for distribution. Could you come, will you, uh, will you comment on this problem that I have? <laughs> you can see Don's hesitation here. I love when he pauses, when he says, that's how our, our society works. It's almost like I, I feel him just taking a deep breath and saying, ah, that's just how our society works. All right, so in essence, <laughs> what Don is saying here is like, 
Uh, listen, I'm very cautious about the questions that I'm asking because they may be regarded as unimportant or too specific and I don't want to lose the contact with you guys. So, but it seems to me that I need to be very specific with the information because otherwise I'll be doing some little information or little value because that's what the society wants. So, you know, um, can you comment on the, the notion and the reality, which is still today, the reality that a lot of people are not interested in this stuff. You know, they just see it and they're like, please, uh, aliens? No, which is why I don't like the word alien, you know. Uh, it's a terrible world. Even extraterrestrials. I, I like interdimensional beings or higher consciousness beings because, I don't know, it just feels more appropriate. But that's how people regard this stuff. You know, aliens. Yeah, aliens talking through somebody, channel. You know, what is that? You know, what is meditation anyways? Uh, <laughs> but it is, you know, that's Don's concern. He's saying, what am I going to do? I mean, this, the information you're giving me is so specific and is so valuable. But the people out there just want... You know, are there UFOs out there? You know, are we alone in the universe? And here is Ra saying, you know, <laughs> everything from, you know, the Big Bang all the way to uh, Soul Evolution to the next octave. So, mind-blowing, not even close, just beyond that. So, yeah, that's that's Don's question. So, Ra's answer. Now, Ra says, we comment as follows. It is quite precisely correct that the level and purity of this contact is dependent upon the level and purity of information sought. Thusly, the continued request for inf specific information from this particular source is deleterious to the substance of your purpose. Moreover, as we scan your mind to grasp your situation as regard to the typescript of some of our words, we found that you had been criticized for the type of language construction used to convey data. Due to our orientation with regard to data, even the most specifically answered question would be worded, worded by our group in such a way as to maximize the accuracy of the nuances of the answer. This, however, mitigates against what your critic desires in the way of simple, lucid prose. They have something else to say, but see, <laughs> I find so fascinating that they're talking about the language that they use and this paragraph itself is just so packed with beautiful um, specific information about the, uh, the, the very uh, minute point when Don says, um, actually they're saying, you know, that moreover, because the first part, let me go back, I get drunk on these words. Uh, it's quite precise and correct that the level of impurity of this contact dependent on Yeah, we know this already. The reason why Ra cautioned many times at the beginning, like, that's transient information. We don't want to talk about that. We can, but we don't. You know, that's infringing upon free will. You know, ask more about, you know, soul evolution, more about, you know, timeless questions and so on. It's because if they were to start asking questions like, you know, who's the one behind the government uh, doing this? Or, you know, what happened in uh, Pearl Harbor? And, you know, all the kind of information, Ra would have said, sorry, we can't answer that. So somebody else isn't, you know, in its own right, their own right to answer the question, namely negative entities. So this is why the purity of information sought is the purity of the contact or it aided the contact itself so that's why they're saying you know it is precisely correct that the level of purity of the contact depends on the purity of information that you ask so um you know when you continue to ask these requests from this i know it's uh deleterious for your purpose meaning that as you ask these very relevant questions it's not going to be um very simple and basic stuff that people want to hear or listen to um so that's that's the imbalance, you know, of the heavy, heavy, heavy information that they got in 1981 and the very simple, very basic, very uh, primitive, no offense, um, of the information that people were seeking at the time. You know, we have grown, we have advanced in this, but, um, you know, it's still, it's still in process. I don't want to see it's too much or not too much or, you know, I don't want to put a name or a number on it. It's just, I know we can do more. Anyhow. So now they say, uh, we basically read your mind or see, you know, what happened with the, uh, the TIE script of some of our words because of the publisher. 
and that they have been criticized for the language construction used to convey data. <laughs> Basically, you know, the way we talk is something that is very complex. So they say, you know, due to the way we talk, you know, this is, you know, no matter what kind of question you ask me, I'm going to answer in the most specific way because, you know, this is how we get into the, the very minute details. And <laughs> they say, well, this is, however, you know, how your critic uh, desires the way of simple things and lucid prose goes against them. So, uh, such a beauty to be awakened in this sense and to read this stuff. All right, so Ra finishes and says, more than this we cannot say. These are our observations of your situation. What you wish to do is completely your decision. We remain at your service in whatever may we may be without breaking the way of Confucian. So we can move on to the next question. There's not much to say there. Don says, we will attempt to work around these problems in dissemination of the law of one. It will take some careful work to do this, but we will. I personally will not cease while still incarnate to attempt to disseminate this. I believe it will be necessary to write a book, most probably about UFOs, since the law of one is connected with the phenomenon. It's connected with all phenomena, but this is the seems to be the easiest entry into dissemination. My first plan is to, using the UFO in the advertising sense that it was meant by the Confederation, use this as an entry into an explanation of the process of evolution that has gone has, got, has gone on on this planet and how the rest of the confederation has been involved in a more understandable way shall i say for the population who will read it using the raw material in understorted form just as it has been recorded here in various places through the book to amplify and clarify what we're saying in the book so don was um he was pretty much aware of all this stuff, and he said, you know what, uh, then what we're going to do is we're going to write a book about UFOs because that's the most interesting stuff out there right now. So it's kind of like a clickbait. This is the early clickbait <laughs> attempts on um, on books. So, um, yeah, that, that's why they... Because the raw material is connected to everything. I mean, you can write a book on history and say, well, you know... By the way, uh, Ra was channeled and said this, this, and that. So, you know, it's just it's one of those ways that Don was pretty clever, you know, to do this. I, I like that. So, um, I think, what did he say? Um, all right, so there, there's a little bit more about this question. I think it's pretty clear. Uh, but that, that's what Don was saying, the, the clickbait of the time. So, all right, so we are back to the next part of the question where Don says, uh, did I read this part? No. This is the only way that I can see right now to create enough dissemination for the people who would like to have the law of one for them to be able to get it. I could just go ahead and print up the material we have off the tape recorded and publish it, but we would be unable to disseminate it very well because of distribution problems. Will you comment on my second idea of doing a general book on UFOs including the material from the law of one? This Ra says, we shall comment. We hope that your raw plans materialize. This is a cosmic joke. I didn't get it. If you got it, let me know. Because I've read this several times and I never get the joke. <laughs> I seriously don't get it. I mean, they're funnier in different ways. Like I said, especially when they are asked a question and they say yes. And then Don further asks and they say, we shall. And then they say something else like, of course. And finally, Don says, like, all right, please, could you elaborate on this? I think that's funnier. And other things that happen, like, I don't know, little mistakes here and there. I think that's funny. That's a better cosmic joke. Ra, come on. I don't know. I just don't get that joke. But <laughs> judging by what uh, I think Carla said, that they were talking about, you know, they were wondering what would be their, the humor uh, in, in Ra, you know, and they said, I don't know. I just don't get the joke. So let's just just get back to it all right so yeah this is a cosmic joke that they hope that your raw plans materialize maybe i'm drawing my humor that i don't get it anyhow you are asking for such an example of humor and we feel this is a rather appropriate nexus in which one may be inserted continue with your intentions to the best of your natures and abilities what more can be done my friends 
oh, maybe they were trying to be like very, you know, um, dark in their humor and say like, we hope that your plans materialize. Ha ha ha. It's not going to happen. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> because they say like, this is a rather appropriate time, you know, to say, to make this joke. They're saying basically, you know, done. Uh, who cares? <laughs> Never mind what happens, dude. Just go with the flow. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what they're saying. I don't know. I urge you guys to help me out here and, I don't know, interpret this joke. I don't get it. Okay, so I guess Don didn't get it either, and he says, well, <laughs> in that case, we'll go ahead with the questions we have here. Continuing the last session, we're going to get into the higher self now. You said that each third density entity has a higher self in the sixth density, which is moving to the mind-body-spirit complex of the entity as needed. Does this higher self also evolve in growth through the densities beginning with the first density? And does each higher self have a corresponding higher self advance in densities beyond it? Really good question. So, Ross says, to simplify this concept is our intent. The higher self is a manifestation given to the late sixth density mind-body-spirit complex as a gift from its future selfness. The mid six. The mid-seven densities, last action, I correct myself, uh, is b before turning towards the allness of the creator and gaining spiritual masses to give this resource to the sixth density self, moving as you measure time in the stream of time. All right, so we have discussed this. I think I've mentioned it. That, uh, all right, so Don just wants to know the nature of the higher self, if it had to evolve to that point, or, you know, what's the deal? And... Process, you know, we're going to simplify this in the best way possible. Like I said, the higher self is in sixth density. We can see it. We tr I tried to see spiritual time. I, I like to call it spiritual time, which is evolution, you know, all the way to, uh, to the creator. And, you know, there is time that goes by with the har harvest and, you know, all this. I talked about harvest in the different densities which takes, you know, millions of years in the different densities, 4, 5, and 6. So there is time that's passing, you know, for us to evolve. And that's all right, you know, you can repeat and stay in this in this, uh, this game, the sandbox that I call, the creation is a sandbox. Uh, but the point is that the higher self is at 6 density, and it's a gift from mid-7 density. That says a lot. That says that... It's that, in essence, let, let me um, let me introduce this little analogy. Actually, it may be very, not so much an analogy, but very similar to a description of what's happening. You see, the, the self dissolves into oneness when it gets to the creator. And we know, they talk about spiritual mass here. They mention it here. Yes, spiritual mass. See, uh, as the seven density entity mid-seven densities uh, entity last action is turning towards the oldness of a creator, basically moving into infinite spiritual mass. What they do is that they uh, reflect back the higher self to the sixth density entity. So it's almost like in the games, uh, if you play StarCraft II, the Adepts, the, actually it's a pretty good uh, name for a unit here because the Adept is, you know, it's us. We are the Adepts here. So the adept has like a almost like a mirror. I forgot what it's called, but it's like a, a reflection of itself, which can project and then kind of like move there, teleport there. In any case, this is what the uh, the seven density is doing to the higher self. It's projecting all that information to the higher self, and the higher self receives this. So now the higher self is not only, uh, as they'll explain, you know, it has all the information from from its own experiences, but also the oneness of the creator. It's almost like a, a reflection from the creator, right? And um, the analogy that I wanted to make, which is close, closer to probably what's happening is that, see, a black hole in, um, in physics is, you know, this, this massive um, body that attracts everything, attracts light to the point that not even light can escape, you know, because the gravity well is so big that... Not even the almost 300,000 uh, kilometers a second that light travels at can escape it. So it's, 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 it has that gravity pull. I forgot what it's called. Um, uh, escape velocity. So because of that, anything that falls into it will never come out. Because nothing can go faster than the speed of light. So on. 
So, uh, something happens before you are absorbed by the black hole is that for an observer outside of the black hole, if I see you go in, it'll look like you just stopped in time. A time stop right there. And I'm gonna see a reflection of you dimmer and dimmer and dimmer, but still there. Um, which is also kind of holographic if you think about it. That's how holographic uh, projections work. But in any case, so what's happening is that you are being absorbed by the black hole for sure, but you're still having a reflection. Now, the same thing is happening here with the higher self. That reflection is what the higher self sees, but it's a spiritual kind of reflection. So, you know, I thought that was very curious, especially because they say that a black hole is that which has achieved um, critical spiritual mass or something like that, but is related to spiritual mass because that's what we do. And if you think about it over again, you can see that our evolution, it's nothing but trying to get to the creator. And what other way to get to the creator but in a gravity well, a spiritual gravity well, where um, we just unite with the logos, the sun. All stars eventually have, I'm not sure how this works in science. I know, yeah, the majority of them uh, may not become black holes, but it is implied that there is a black hole in the center because they're actually like white holes. There's a whole, you know, argument there, but I don't want to get into that. Um, because I'm actually not very sure, you know, what's happening. We don't know if what science, you know, is saying, conventional science is saying, you know, complete, and we don't know, we don't have enough information from, you know, uh, channel material and other other uh, higher beings uh, attempting to talk about this stuff. But you can see the analogies there, or just a similarity. It makes sense. It just creates unity in my mind about all this stuff. All right, so Ra has more to say. Hope that was helpful. So, Russ says, This self, the mind-body-spirit complex of late's extensity, has then the honor duty of using both the experiences of its total living bank, or memory, of experienced thoughts and actions, and using the resource of the mind-body-spirit complex totality left behind as a type of infinitely complex thought form. In this way, you may see yourself, your higher self or oversoul, and your mind-body-spirit complex totality as three points in a circle. The only distinction is that of your time-space continuum, all the same being. Okay, so this is the part that I got ahead of myself as usual. And they say, um, yeah, so now this self, you know, the, the, the higher self basically, has the honor duty of using both the experiences of its total living bank, basically what the incarnated being, us, is doing and has been doing, which is an extension of itself, and also um, the experienced thoughts and actions of, uh, oh, I'm sorry, and using the resource of the mind-body-spirit complex totality left behind as a type of infinitely complex thought form. So, see, it's like the mind of the creator is being projected. It's not the creator's mind because it's not infinite. It's a portion of it, and that's why it's not seen as a creator. But for me, it's like um, it's like a laser beam from the project from the creator saying, "Here we go. You know, here's here's everything. You know." Every, all answers you can get from here, all possible paths back to unity is projected onto you, the higher self, and the higher self says, well, you know, infinite high speed or infinite speed internet <laughs> for, for all the information or infinite, you know, information in essence. So, um, yeah, in this way you may see yourself, that's another thing. It's important to see ourselves, and I emphasize this a lot, um, it's important to see ourselves as a complete entity, not one fragmented portion of something else like higher self. Oh, I gotta talk to my higher self. You're talking to yourself, and your higher self is not out there or inside here. I mean, you can say it's inside here, but your higher self is you. It's about your consciousness and how you perceive reality that allows that consciousness to be processed in your mind. So. I, I like to say this because sometimes I get the impression that in metaphysics and spirituality there's a lot of segmentation and we forget that we are just one being. Anything and everything that needs to exist is right now. And it's our purpose or our potential purpose to seek that. I don't want to say that it's what we're supposed to do. Who am I to say that? Just my impression. But see, you know, this is why it's important to see the totality self the higher self and yourself as three points in the same circle. 
And now the circle is you, is the creator. You are the whole thing. You are the whole cosmos. You are me. Me are me are you. <laughs> yeah. um, we are the same thing. So, anyhow, I can go on, on philosophizing as usual, but we're approaching the last couple of questions, if not the last question. Don says, does each entity have an individual mind-body-spirit complex totality, or do a number of entities share the same mind-body-spirit complex totality? What a fantastic question Don has. And Ra says, both of these statements are correct, given the appropriate time-space conditions. Each entity has its totality, and at the point at which a planetary entity becomes a social memory complex, the totality of this union of entities also has its oversoul and its social memory complex totality as resource. As always, the sum, spiritually speaking, is greater than the sum of its parts, so that the oversoul of a social memory complex is not the sum of the oversouls of its members' entities, but operates upon the way of what we have called squares, and what we grasp, you prefer to call doubling. All right, we'll get into the math in a little bit. But first, it's a really good question because does every entity has, you know, how, how do we distribute all of this stuff? You know, I mean, we're all the creator in, in essence. So keep that in mind. We are all the creator. That means that we all have a direct line from here to infinity. That's it. That's all we need to know. The rest, the rest. The rest is complexity. Um, complexity in, in the, the, the sense that we have a higher self and then we have an oversoul, which an oversoul in my glossary of the raw material means the union of many higher selves, entities, and so on, of a social memory complex. To me, an oversoul is like an umbrella on top of the social memory complex. I know Ra uses it sometimes interchangeably with higher self, but then they use galaxies interchangeably too, so I'm confused. So to me, like I said, in my vocabulary of the raw material, the oversoul is just like an umbrella on top of all the, um, uh, all the entities be uh, the social memory complex in fourth, fifth, whatever. There is, because once you think as one, now you have a sort of unified uh, server or database in which you can distill information from. So imagine you belong to a social memory complex and you're here. Not only do you have access to your specific higher self, but you also have access to the social memory complexes oversoul. But beyond that, like people may say, well, what if I don't belong to any social memory complex? Well, that's the point. You are God. You are the creator. You have that. You have access to everything. And it depends on your seeking. So, you know, to me, it's it's one question that I don't have answers to. Like, how are the different, you know, entities who have access to all have higher selves? Of course, because everybody's being guided but by one point and the other of the evolution, this just becomes a little uh, mind twisting when you consider that you are you are the creator known itself. So the top portion of intelligence infinity um, can actually uh, access. It's like two points. You remember that um, the was it the creation? I forget the name. You know, you know the picture. God touching Adam Adam's uh, finger. You know, it's kind of like that. You know, it's God touching. You know, the the animal. Um, that we are. I've explained this in the past, so I think it makes sense, I hope. But it's just, you know, this uh, this Taurus field that I see, how the creation works. It's just energy of the creator trying to know itself, going through the first densities until we reach this human form or third density body. Then, you know, we kind of connect with the high-speed internet. <laughs> so, again, I have questions about the oversoul, but everybody has access to uh, to intelligent infinity in that case. So, again, it's always some... All right, let's get into the, the math part. Social memory complex totality as resource. Uh, the union, okay, so we pass all that. All right, so the sum of this... It, this is... Imagine we are 100 in our social memory complex. You and I belong together to a social memory complex of 100 people. The sum... Or like they said, the whole uh, there's a correction in uh, in the material where they say the correction or suggestion that Rob possibly meant the whole um, the whole of you know this this social memory complex 
100 people is not 100 people. It follows the rule of, or what do they call it, the squares or doubling, which is, you know, it's not 100. It multiplies uh, double every time by, by each member. So one is one, two, I believe becomes two, or is it two plus one, three, and then the other doubles the other one. And if we have four, then and we have eight for the next person, and then we have 16 for the next person, and then it just becomes something crazy, uh, thousands. I mean, 10, I believe, gets to over a thousand uh, in terms of, you know, with this, this calling. Um, so yeah, that's what they meant there. We talked about that, I think it was in session five, four, some, no, I think it was five. I don't know, it's one of the first sessions. The, I call it the, the law of, uh, there was a confusion. The law of squares, which is not a law because Ra says, you know, there's only one law, it's the law of one. <laughs> uh, all right, next question. And the last one, actually. Don says, thank you. Thank you for that explanation of the mathematics too. He was referring to the, uh, the doubling system. That was bothering me. Could you define spiritual mass? Beautiful, beautiful last question. So Ra says, this will be the last full question of this session. Spiritual mass is that which begins to attract the outmoving uh, and ongoing vibratory oscillations of beingness into the gravity, speaking in a spiritual sense. Well, of the great central sun core, I read that terribly, or creator of the infinite universes. Okay, let me read it again because I feel like I'm butchering. This will be the last full question of this session. Spiritual mass is that which begins to attract the outmoving and ongoing vibratory oscillation of beingness into the gravity, speaking in a spiritual sense, well of the great central sun, core, or creator of the infinite universes. So, spiritual mass is that uh, attraction, that seeking. Do they say seeking? They don't. But I say seeking. Is that internal seeking. So, you are accruing spiritual mass the more you seek truth. Truth is unity, no matter what, because you are understanding that the creation is infinite. So for you to approach infinity, you have to find unity, and unity with everything around you. This is why it's called the positive path, the path of truth, and the negative path, the path of illusion, because you're separate, and you cannot find infinity separate. That's it's just, it's not going to work. So that's why in six density, negative entities merge with seven density, uh, six density positive which is at that point, there's no distinction. Now that they're all positive, they're all in the in the same row. So that's why Ra says there's no polarity, no paradoxes, everything just merges together. So that spiritual mass is the one that we accrue over time by the seeking and our database and everything else we experience and just uh, loving the creation, let's put it that way, and seeing with the eyes of the creator. Buddha, for example, had pretty much approaching infinite spiritual mass. So it's a question of when he died, you know, what happened to him? Did he become a black hole? Did he join a black hole? We don't know, but he, he got to that point. So that is it. And of course, you know, like I say, the great central sun, this is seeking, you know, it's not like a, a place in space time in the universe. The central sun is everywhere. The central sun is the whole universe. So it's like an inward journey as opposed to an outward. Um, so yeah, that is all we have for session 37. It's pretty short. Like I said, we had the dialogue and we have um, the higher self explanations a little bit further. So um, conclusions. There is a couple of things I want to mention because of the seeking that Don had. We now have the power. We have now all this information thanks to not only Don, Carla, and Jim, but the other people in LNL research like Gary Bean and Austin uh, Bridges, who have been really doing an, an amazing job. Uh, I'm not sure when they're gonna launch the next website because I know they're working on it, but that is something I'm really excited about because I want to see what they create. I only know um, just a couple of things that I can mention. But it's uh, it's exciting for me because I, you know, I, I live for this material. It's just amazing. At least for now, I enjoy. It. So you know, it's awesome to see all of this created uh, 
and not that I don't see I'm not that romantic to say that Don would be proud I mean we are proud of this and we are Don you know we're all him so we um, by us enjoying this and just using this material I think it's enough for uh, everything that Don sacrificed Carla and Jim as well so it's um it's a homage let's put it that way you know to them and you know I, pe I press F for respect to pay my respect <laughs> to them and the other thing is the higher self like I said I think uh, we are at the end of talking about the higher self it's just gonna be a couple of questions here and there through the raw material if I remember correctly it might be wrong but um, the vast majority of the higher self was discussed up to here and this kind of gives us a really good impression as to how, what the higher self is so my last conclusion on the higher self is just to remember or remind you that the higher self is you and and even if it's a repository in a higher density, it's still you. You have access to that. And this is why when you seek through meditation, to, through contemplation, and be more in the meditative state through your day, the more you can feel the intelligence, the higher intelligence, the superior intelligence, the higher self. So I invite you to do that. That's all I got. Thank you so much for watching. I only have one more thing to say. I've recently decided to open a venue since we reached a thousand subscribers, yay. Um, this was uh, a milestone I wasn't really expecting. I recorded a video talking about it already. Um, and I decided to open a venue for anybody who wants to support the channel. This is not necessary, like I said um, in my other video. It's not necessary because I will continue to create content here, but I have also decided to make this my life, not the law of one only, but everything else that will continue in my life as I progress through my seeking and trying to share this information with everybody. So I have PayPal for now uh, and Cash App also. All the links are gonna be in the description. I plan on put, putting uh, some crypto uh, wallets there for anybody who works with that too. And this is just a way to support me me myself the channel yes because the channel is me <laughs> but um yes yeah, the way to support me because i will be doing this for life i don't know i mean i'll, I'll be working for this i'm I, this is my life my life is just to talk about everything related about um spirituality um channel content i mean ancient uh sacred text so much there's so much to talk about and I just love expressing myself so again it's not necessary it's just there you know for anybody that wants to contribute I want to mention my first contributor which I was shocked because as soon as I put it I don't know it was there Jenner Kane I thank you several times already thank you so much for the gesture it wasn't even about you know the money it was about the gesture I think is phenomenal I never thought I would see myself you know in this position but I'm so passionate about this that I enjoy every single aspect of my life right now. So I really appreciate you. I appreciate every other future donor. And like I said, I really emphasize it. It's not necessary, but it's there, you know, for anybody that wants to help me out. Help a brother out. So thank you so much again, and I'll see you in session 38.